Yo, what's up, oh arrogant one? I see you have trimmed your mustache somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I do that once in a while, you know. And and I see you're in your your back home. You're in your back home yeah. in your attic. Did you yeah, miss my... your imaginary brother Rex? Not really. I mean, we we don't speak much, but we are quite close. Though we have this sort of Finnish relationship to seeing yeah. each other. I I would I didn't expect you to think much because I only found about found out about him last year and I've known you for about four years now, <laughs> five years and I only found about out about some brother that you have named like Rex is a cool name like how would I not know somebody named Rex that is your brother who is imaginary. Yeah. So anyway, you're back home. I'm back home. I'm a little tired. My voice is good. I'm probably getting sick. But you know what? There was a badass race this weekend. It was called Silver State. I went to it. I had fun. And you know what? We're going to talk about it this week on this week's podcast because there's nothing else going on. And I got a, it was fun. So you know what? We're going to talk about Silver State. But before that, we have to drop that intro. Yes, indeed, Nitro's the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 188 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and joining me as ever is the arrogant one who people either love him or love to hate him, but he is her in full NNRC uniform, Regrero, with a trim mustache. <laughs> it's probably like 90 degrees there, and he's still got a hoodie on. What's up, Maximus? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, been been a bit sick, but I've been uh, sort of getting better recently. Been just chilling, taking advantage yeah. of finally being on holiday. Yeah, you're off school. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about that real quick in our catch up. But before we go on any further, everybody, I just want to shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world and to everybody that I kind of met this weekend or over the race. I'm, I'm sorry if I don't remember your name or... If I, I don't shout you out, but I met so many people and talked to so many people, it's just usual for me that I, I, you know, I don't know, I don't remember everybody's name, but definitely good to see the love for the NNRC and what we're doing. A lot of people were asking about Joseph. They were asking about you, why, why you weren't there, or why Ron Fuck wasn't there. 
But uh, very good to meet all the all of those people. Thank you guys for the continued support. Met a few people that have been the supporters for a long time. So it was good to see them, like Captain Carl. Good to meet him finally. Uh, shout out to all the Colorado crew that came down. Uh, they showed me a lot of love as well. And uh, the H, uh, yeah, lot, just a lot of people, man. A lot of people. I don't even have all their names. I'll start doing, I do. I like to do shout outs over the weeks after the races. So, so I remember who I'm shouting out to. But yeah, good stuff. Also, shout out to the patrons of the podcast. We can't do it without you guys. Um, we're going to do, a, I'm trying to get everything worked out. If you aren't in the Patreon, um, what is it called? Discord. We have we have the NNRC Discord, which is growing by the way. It's almost at 450 members. But we also have a Patreon private channel. And I'm going to start doing some builds. And so I'm going to sit off her and, and build my Mayako, build something else that I have her. And I'll sit off and talk to the patrons while I do it. Like, you know, they can watch me fumble. I don't know. People said they should build a car alive, but I don't think anybody wants to see me using my belly and sticking my tongue out as tools. So that's kind of how I build cars. I use my belly. My tongue's always out. I don't know why. That's how I do it. Anyway, Max, uh, thank you to all the patrons. If you guys wish to be a patron, you can. The link for that is in the written description of the podcast. Thank you guys for all your support. You will get early release of next week's podcast. Uh, also, we can't do this without the awesome companies that support us. And remember, everybody, showing them some love. Show us the podcast and love. There are affiliate links, coupon codes, everything you need to go support these sponsors. And even if there isn't a coupon link or anything, just shoot a message say you heard about us, heard about them on the NNRC. And uh, everything's in the written description. Uh, they are Invisible Speed, which is out in Spanish now, or coming out in Spanish. I believe Robert Batty is doing all the translations, and he'll be a big part of that. So that's good on the online course. TZO tires. Nick came for one day and then he had to go back to work. But uh, Manny was there. So they were in, in force at uh, Silver State. Shout out to High Tech RC. Uh, I see Mike Mabers at Fall and uh, Jim Jim Joe Knoll. Me, me and Mike Hill stopped at that. So this is a big earth-like aviation thing that High Tech's at. And when Mike Hill and I were driving to RCGP in 2019, we stopped at this place. It's like in South Carolina, huge, huge, probably the biggest RC event I've ever seen. And they were just setting up, like people just coming in and setting up for the for the week. Uh, so they're there, shout out to High Tech. TNR Fuels got to hang out and see Chris this weekend. Him and his wife, shout out to them and Chevelle and those guys. Mayako, congratulations to Greg Degani on his win this weekend. Beach RC, thank you to Beach RC for helping me get there. Techno RC, thank you Techno. They gave me an MT tan, MT4 tan, which they bought to Silver State. So I have a monster truck to build, Max. I'm so happy about that. My first real bashing car, you know? So if anybody has any suggestions on a KV motor to put in that eight scale system, let me know. Body and tires, let me know. Uh, thank you, Techno, for that. Thank you to JQSM and Invisible Speed. That's the same people. G-Spec RC Tuning for all your cabling needs. You get 10% off there. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, growing really fast. 10% off of them to cure your traction problems. Racecraft USA. I have a tumbler, but I, I left it in the suitcase. Uh, thank you to those guys. I got a nice cool racecraft hat. Get pitted with the command module. Clinic RC. Got to hang out with Tony and Vicky again. RCGP. I think Max and I will be on their show next week. Next up for us is it for me is Italy. Shout out to RCGP. House of RC. Uh, the DRA shop. JTP RC. It was good to see Jared Tebow again. And I got to meet RC Kevin. And even though we was like Less than 100 meters away, we barely even got to talk. 
the whole weekend. That's how crazy things got at this race. Yeah. He was super busy. So remember, everybody, links for all of those, those awesome companies are in the written description of this podcast. If you are a company, look, and you think this is a great platform to uh, advertise, hit us up. We got rates for everybody. All right, Max. So, yeah, I'm a little bit tired, good buddy. It was, yeah. uh, I'm going to say this was the suckiest travel I've had in a while. And nothing went wrong. Nothing went wrong. It was all right. It just sucked. Like, you know what I mean? Getting yeah. there sucked. I went on spirit, but I had no choice. But exactly what happened was we got there. It's like, I've never seen lines so long and take so long to do. Like we flew into Fort Lauderdale airport and there's gotta be the most disorganized airport I've ever, 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 ever flown into. Even the Dominican airports are better. Imagine that. <laughs> that. I think that tells a lot already. Dude, we flew in there and you see, I don't know, I posted that, dude. So this is the first time I've flown into, a, like I usually fly into Miami or Charlotte or, you know, was my first destination or New York. So I don't fly into, I flew into Fort Lauderdale once before. Dude, they, so in Miami, you go through immigration and customs and then you go collect your bag and pass it on to your connecting flight. No, not her. You got to go get your shit, right? Wait on the line. For Dude, I'm looking at this line. And I, went to, I said, people, I have a flight leaving in like two hours. It's no way I'm going to, like, yeah, you'll make it. I'm like, what? Dude, I literally just made it to my flight as they were boarding, like, and I'm sweating. You know what I mean? I'm just, I had to walk outside. Yeah. This is, you know, I'm walking. It's just, I'm fat. I need to walk. So it's okay for me. Hey, I get to the, you know, sit down and this nice lady next to me sitting over for her husband sees that I'm sweating. I'm asking the, the stewardess for some napkins and she gives me this little portable fan. She goes, just use it to you. Cool it on. Ah, so that was horrible. So, but anyway, we got there in time. We got everything on time. I got to Silver State. Get her to, you know, get into the, to the casino and everything i got i got in about 12 30 by the time i got there then i went downstairs had a few drinks because i saw like nick and wally and all them guys nick from tzo went down there to about 1 30 and went to sleep now coming back it was completely different red eye flight didn't leave to 11 59 p.m monday hung out in the hotel all day sunday hung out with axel in the morning uh we went somewhere first time i left the hotel we went somewhere uh to check out something and then we just hung out. I ended up watching two movies in the hotel, like in the cine, in the cinema. Then catching the 845 freaking shuttle to the airport. And I didn't get home till four o'clock the next day. I was so tired when I got home. Red eyes aren't too bad. I did go sleep. But fuck. That was some some yeah. exhausting travel. It, it it exhausted me this weekend. It exhausted yeah, me. Traveling. Actually, traveling is the worst part of traveling because, like, I hate airports. Like, yeah, you have to always prepare the time. You're always still late for everything. <sighs> so, so I know. And these so these airlines, are you have to buy everything. Like Spirit, they didn't even give you a cup of water for free. You know? Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, made it. Was there? Had fun. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, you're home. You're going to work in a hobby shop, person. Yeah, at the end of the month, I'll be working there for a while, helping them out with the marketing and everything. All right, cool. cool. So you're off from work, um, from school until when? Uh, until end of the month. So I'll be trying to get some practice in. Uh, I've been a bit sick recently. 
but yeah trying to trying to get some practice in our national season will start soon i mean euros and worlds are coming up quite soon too so yeah you might want to get some practice in you might want to practice all right max i think the early rc news that we have is that there was a 10 scale euros warm warm up at robin hood raceway uh in in the uk this is this i'm gonna really enjoy this 10 scale euros i think um i like this yeah. car, this astro track track um i enjoyed the last euros that they had there but in 2015 but i think it was like astro and dark this might be the same track i don't know it's all astro yeah, i think it's a different track they used to okay. i don't know if it's the same track but they used to have two tracks an astro right. track and then a dirt track now they don't have the dirt track anymore but oh. i don't know if they've transferred that astro track over that uh oral dirt track but yeah, this will be fully on Astro this these years. Right, and it's not a flat. It's like Astro over a track. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, that's that's what how the tracks are always in like UK and even Germany. Mm-hmm. Most tracks are like this. Because in America, it's mostly just flat ground and you lay Astro and build jumps on, on top of that. But in mm-hmm. Europe, a lot of the Astro tracks sort of have right a lot of elevation and off cambers and all that. So it's and there's it's very bumpy. It's like super, yeah. super bumpy. Have you ever driven on a track like that? That's like got a astro tr- or carpet on top of the track, and it's you know just. We had we had one track like that in Finland, but it was mostly on flat. It wasn't as uh, sort of uh, right. I remember that aggressive. Yeah. Well, this is super. Uh, it's got like bowls and all this type of stuff. I yeah. watched uh, Aiden Burke of Extra Lap Podcast. He was there. Shout out to those guys, and um, he had some video live video up. Uh, do we know who won two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive? Uh, so Michal ended up winning both classes. So, okay. yeah, he pretty much dominated. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I saw, like, pretty much the top five were all UK people. So Neil and and Tommy Hall, and, and I believe there's another Hall as well. Yeah, <laughs> so the there. Hall brothers. Yeah. So not well yeah, attended like, by other Euros. You think this is going to be... Yeah, I think I like, mean the Euros the Euros will be big as always. Mm-hmm. But I think just the, like usually the Euros warm up for then scale hasn't been that big of a race. I mean okay. Jona and Pekko went there and I believe some of the guys like there there must be some people outside, but not a lot of people. Okay. Oh, Max is sleepy. He's yawning on us. All yeah. right. Uh so Mikhail Orlowski, congratulations to him. Won it for Schumacher. Uh, when are these euros? Maybe we'll find out that. Um, we they do are, have the... They are at the beginning of uh, July, I think. First okay. week of July. So one week before uh, uh, like eight scale euros. All right. So also, uh, we thought, I thought like the uh, even the Americans, but I thought like they were going to calm down for a little bit, but no, they got a little break. A lot of these guys have got like, Tebow, I said he has three weekends of races in a row. He has two weeks or yeah. a week of him and three weekends of races. And then even for Europeans, it's it's starting to pick up because I think it's e-buggy Euros in at Hootie Arena next week, which is going to be awesome. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have any coverage. So I yeah, don't I think, don't think uh, there might be some sort of local people who do it, but I don't think there's any like. Yeah, that's going to suck. Known, yeah, coverage. So Rana Fogg's going, Joseph's going. Um, and I'm sure I'm probably Alex is probably going, I guess I would assume. I'm sure Hampus yeah, is probably yeah. going, so should be good. But um, I hope they have some form of coverage, and we can see that. So the European season is starting to kick in. 
because then it's going to be Euros, RCGP, you know, um, World's warm-ups coming up. Uh, yeah. What else? Like, I'm sure there's some other races. We, oh, we got RCGP in UK in August. So these guys have yeah. got a full, full... That's one of the biggest questions I got asked at Silver State. Where's Joseph? Where's the Euros? And I just had to explain to people, they had a big six-day-long race prior to the yeah. weekend prior to this. So budget and just being away from home for so long. And the, yeah. like, it's it's been two years since we haven't had consistent racing in Europe. So it's like, you know, yeah. it's open again. So they got to go. They got to go do this. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, and, and Silver State generally hasn't been that sort of race where Europeans come to. Like, DNC is the obvious one. Well, they did the year I went. Yeah. They yeah, do, I mean, they... some do. But, I mean, there isn't... Like, I mean, Joseph Not has only done it when he's been, yeah. Joseph has only done it when he's been in America already. And, yeah, like, I don't think David has ever done Silver State, at least not that I remember. Maybe. Uh, Kyle McBride's won this race. Elliot Boots yeah. has won this race. Yeah. So it, it McBride, does get attended. McBride did it like long, long time ago. Well, Elliot like, when Boots. When he was still in Boulder. Elliot Boots won it in the year I went. 20, yeah, 2019. Yeah. So um, there's been I some European and, well, actually non-American winners, rather. that year it was, uh, I believe, Canas, Boots, and Barton were there. And y'all. But yeah. uh, DNC has generally been the bigger uh, Euro international race. But to be honest, yeah. if I'm an international driver, I would go to this race first. Yeah, I would too, but the track doesn't track doesn't look as exciting as dnc it doesn't look as exciting but it is yeah trust me yeah so we're gonna talk all about that in a second but you know what we're gonna i want to say thank you to these companies because they helped me get to to this race and uh we're gonna go into our silver state recap and thank you for danny paz a lot of people complimented me on this intro but actually danny paz made it so thank you to high tech rc tzo tires beach rc and invisible speed for helping me and of course, the patrons of the NNRC are helping me go to Silver State. So now Max and I are going to go over uh, Silver State 2022. So a little bit of history before we go on any further about this race. Uh, the Silver State is another iconic race. It's been held at about three different spots so far that I know of, maybe four. I believe the first one it was held at, um, they call it the junkyard or something like that. And then it was held somewhere else, I believe. And I actually drove on that track. I practiced on that track. That's where I met Joseph the first time. This is where I first met Joseph. Silver State 2005, Max. He was running yeah. Hobao and Novorossi engines. And I remember being there with Paul Coleman, my boy Kimon. Linus Stern was there too. Um, yeah. And uh, a Chinese guy who was testing, I don't know his name. I, I, he was Ming Yang or something like that. He was really good back in the day. And, and and all we got there, and Joseph was there breaking in an engine. And I remember looking at Paul and saying, so this is JQ? Like, this guy has got all this mouth on starting grid, but her is quiet as a mouse. 
Because he's just over there quiet, <laughs> tuning his engine, like breaking it in and just looking lost. That was back in 2005. And we was at this. Not The race was at Boulder, but we was practicing at another track that had the race yeah. prior. So, and also this race took place at the RC uh, tracks in Las Vegas, where you went to race for the Worlds, Max. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, that was still like, there. it's still there and it's unchanged after the Worlds. It just, just sucks. Like It's still fucking drivable though. I guarantee you that. Yeah. It's no, I, I heard people have been driving there. Yes. Like obviously that's a bit of illegal because some people, other people own the facility, but like people well, we have been walked there. Right in there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's dumb that it's like that, but I mean, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So I think Joey took over this race in 2018. Uh, it's been at the South Point Casino and Spa. Since then, it's in a horse arena. So this is a purpose-built horse arena. It's got bleachers on both sides. It's actually got an outdoor arena. That's where the fifth scales were. And it's got another arena, actually, over that you can't see. It's a whole other arena where you can have a whole other, yeah. but there's no bleachers. You know what I mean? And there's no ventilation. So the year that I went, it really sucked. The dust and the smoke and all that stuff. Also, we was they had two tracks going. So I really like the idea. He So where we were pitting was used to be a track it's actually dirt yeah. there so people can watch the horses on both sides you know what i mean so he's yeah. joey cleaned up all that dirt they dude they scooped up all that dirt and that's all that elevation that you saw at the track so let's talk about the track right off the bat all right so the yeah. track i know a lot of people even on video it does not do it justice even joseph was saying to me ah it just doesn't look so appealing but i have to say I I agree on video it doesn't look appealing because it's like that whitey that white sand and yeah. you know it's kind of white white uh tubing and like everything's white there but to be honest man the track is actually really nice was really nice this week this year I really like the elevation I like the whoops um the track held up really well but I also talked to Westergaard and he said that he rolled and then guys fixed their tracks every night and Westergaard mm -hmm. was big, big was what was pretty much the main guy doing that every night or every morning. And it's like, I just rolled those face jumps every night and clean it because I wanted people to have a great race, you know, great track to run one. And they did a good job. It got rough, but it didn't get as DNC was more blown out. Yeah. So I, I think that was surprising because this race usually been like super, super blown out. But I mean, yeah, I guess I, I guess Joseph was right when he said like it doesn't look very appealing because it's just like white against white and it's like so dusty and it's hard to see the cars. There's no contrast. But I mean, the layout itself and like how it looked, like the elevation, as you said, and like the all the jumps and sections work really nice together. So mm -hmm. I think this was like, in my opinion, like the favorite of, of the Silver State layouts. Oh, but, it's yeah. the best one I've seen so yeah. far. This and and then also the watering control, the dust, you know, it yeah. wasn't too okay. Okay, Jordan, the nitro only days, it was pretty bad. It got bad, but mostly the dust because it's like it's the best way I can describe this is like it's like powder. Like yeah. that's what it is. So also just so people know, like the sandbags, so they had sandbags tying the rope, the pull, the tubes on. They can't use any stakes here. They did use stakes yeah. to fresher and they got caught. Like they have, they, they checked and rechecked and everything. They got one stake was found in dirt. And so they were banned from using stakes because this is a horse arena. They don't want any type of metal 
that could injure horses. Mm-hmm. You, we're talking about probably $100,000 horses, you know what I mean, or more. Yeah, yeah, those things aren't very cheap. So they have to have these sandbags. It makes it a little difficult because it's like your car doesn't, bo- if you just touch them, your car is just going to, like, it sucks your car in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it, a lot of people having issues going under and all that stuff, but it, it's not really nothing that can be helped about that, you know? It's just kind of is what it is. You know, it would be great if they could paint the in, infield, but they can't do all of that. You know, they can't do yeah. that. They can't, they have to leave the sand and, and dirt as it is. So, yeah, um, was, 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 was good, man. And then the track grooved up, which I had never really yeah, seen that was happen weird. before. Like I, yeah, that was so weird. I don't, I don't understand how that could happen because previous years he's been just a huge dust bowl. Mm-hmm. This year there was actually a groove. So yeah, I, I guess that's down to them like rolling it a lot. Yeah, I think down. so. Whatever Anthony was doing worked because it got yeah. hard. The jump faces were hard because I just remember the the jump where uh, Mayfield and Tasman got in, a, in an incident. And I just remember sitting like standing next to that guy and saying, fuck the jump, like the jump face. Hold on because yeah, because I rolled that thing a million times last night. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? And he did that every night. So kudos to the dark crew and all that guys who did that. It was a lot of work. Um, yeah. And then like pitting on the other side really does stop a lot of the noise stop a lot of the dirt like we was pitting with the first year we met we was pitting right by where they're staging so that yeah. sucked i'll never and nobody was pitting there this year thank god like you know what they you ain't allowed there so like where you enter where all the uh where they were taking all the pictures and like the entrance that's where everyone was pitting the year i went so much yeah. better they watered a lot um the dust was under control the fumes uh, i mean the dust is under control i mean it wasn't you know perfect but it was still dusty but that's, it's yeah. only so much you can do. We're talking about dust that's fine, you know, and whatever. Uh, that part of it was fine. The pitting was great. I will say this. Um, I do enjoy having, so, so, you know, Joseph will complain and say that there wasn't pit tables. There was just plenty of pit tables. There was plenty of chairs. There was a wash place for your tires. There was a compressor, you know, all that stuff for your tires. Plus, people had it because some people were able to bring their trailers in. Like, some of the hobby shops had their trailers a clinic had theirs, H- HRCR, I believe HCRC, uh, which I met, nice gentleman, uh, him and his family, very nice people. They were selling, Cody Thompson was selling stuff, um, uh, Scotty Brewer. So it was it was a lot of vendors there this year, more than what I saw at DNC, surprisingly. Nobody pitting outside. Now, the year I went, there was people pitting outside. This year, it was just a few eight uh, yeah, fiscal guys. I mean, was it now like super dusty? Like, were there were the pit tables like dusty now? Because before it was like you couldn't even pit inside. It was so no, bad. it wasn't that bad. I mean, it did get dusty during the nitro day. Yeah, but that was also the smoke. But it, it was. I mean, obviously, you would get dust, but not like you leave. Like I, I remember leaving my phone on, and then ten seconds later, I'd be like dust. No, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad, but you are coughing up dust monies and stuff. I've been coughing up dust and stuff since I got home, but I'm getting better. I'm actually surprised that I, I'm not really, really sick because a lot of people did get sick. Now a lot of yeah. people probably got COVID, you know, but also I think they got like nitro dust allergy sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, I'm surprised I'm not really that bad. I mean, my voice and my throat's a little scratchy now, but that's about it. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and just convenience. I can't, I can't reiterate how convenient this race is. Like, it felt so good to be able to just, oh, I don't have to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning and be there all day. You know what I mean? I would get yeah. up mornings, do my work in the mornings, go down to, you know, leave, finish my work up about 9.30, get a shower, go to Starbucks, get a, you know, get a venti cappuccino. You see all the J Concepts people there getting that stuff. You know, and everybody was just kind of laxy. Like, you know, yeah, we'll be there when we be there. Uh, that's also positive and negatives because then, like, not everybody's at the track all the time. Like, people off doing other things, which is great. You got to do other things. You're in Vegas. Mm -hmm. But at, like, DNC, you're always at the track, you know, stuff like that. I do miss that part. I do miss the tents and stuff. I do like the tents. Yeah. And that, that way of doing things i know we can't like have tents in her unfortunately it would be great i think it'll be better it'll also help with the dust a little bit so but with not having tents and all that everybody's open so you see more interaction between people you know what i mean oh you're going over to this table because yeah. everybody's so close you're going over to this table you're going to this table talking to them you know because not everybody's kind of locked off on their compounds so man but just convenient had a bar there you know we went i hit the bar on friday with, with people we was drinking in the afternoon it was good um had like tacos and you know like a you know we can buy food there you know and you want a fresher you just went outside went up to your room but it's so convenient no car i didn't need a car yeah. ubered there everything's in the in the hotel i'm not a gambler so it didn't phase me you know uh convenient race if you're an international racer this is this race should be in this like Max said, I know maybe the, the track and all that stuff doesn't look appealing to you on video, but it's different in person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing, the thing what I, why I would like to go to this race is, is the fact that it's in like Vegas. It's much easier than somewhere in California. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be much nicer. I just wish they had a little bit better dirt, like, because it, it is quite dusty still and all of that but yeah yeah I, it's nothing they can do they can't bring dirt in they can't you know it's just it is what it is it is yeah. what it is but they have learned a lot you know oh each yeah. year it's they're been, doing things been, better yeah yeah so that's good uh anything else you want to add about the track before that oh go ahead um yeah track i mean the positives are that it's been getting better every year and the track was really really nice like previous years the layout has been pretty dull and then a lot of the jump phases were so broken up that like people were singling jumps mm -hmm. so now they see none of that happened which is great so yeah positives on on the side of the track okay yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it uh for those you know i'll talk about fifth scale i'm gonna hold a little 10 minutes for fifth scale later you know because i'm geeking <laughs> out on that uh let's get right into it so wednesday i get there um you know it's always good to see everybody that you haven't seen now that i've been good this is my third race this year dnc then uh, the funny thing is i saw a lot of people at rcgp were at this race like the fast guys like uh david olsen's obviously the bardones Cole Castings, I was a few uh, people from Decade Burnett, like the Southeast that made the trip there um, that were racing at RCGP. 
And they did pretty well too. Uh, I'll talk about those kids in a little bit because they're pretty impressive. But yeah, just, you know, it's always good to come and see people and, you know, um, just see like your extended RC family. And then I see Barry Baker. You know, he makes a beeline right for me. Like all these people around here and Barry sees me. And I'm like, what's up, Barry? Max sends his love. Oh, oh my God. Every time I saw Barry, it was, you came up. You tell Max I said this. You tell Max I said that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I said, Max loves you though. You know, I said, I want to come on the podcast with Max. I was like, I said, yeah, I would love that. You know, so there's your nemesis, yeah. Barry Baker. Um, <laughs> I, I got another story about that. Maybe we talk about 40 plus. That was funny too. All right, let's get into the racing. Um, but before that, it was just great to see everybody. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that part of RC and I'm looking forward to going to Italy and meeting different people from Europe and all that type of stuff. So racing, let's get into the racing side of things. So this year also, um, I knew this was going to happen. So we'll talk about this in our negative slash positives, hit or misses, but entry fee people, entry and entry people and all that type of stuff. So the DNC Silver State Jewish race is a little different from any other races that are longer. Practice is Wednesday, Nitro Buggy, um, E-Buggy and Nitro Truggy on Thursday qualifying, Friday qualifying for Nitro Buggy, and the same Saturday Nitro E-Buggy mains, blah, and on Nitro Buggy mains and E-Truggy mains on Sunday. This year, Joey did something different or Jimmy did something different. So they followed suit that PMB or race time does. And they actually had the A mains for the pros earlier in the day, even though it was yeah. still kind of late, you know what I mean? For Europe and for East Coast. But with that yeah. many entries and that many people, they got them done, which I liked because it sucked waiting to the end of the day to watch it. Even, you know, so even though I stayed there all day on Sunday, <clears throat> but yeah, so they had, people were upset because there were so many entries, you know, there were a thousand plus entries, 400, 400 was a thousand thirty entries and there were yeah. 403 people. So, you know, they were, <clears throat> their goal was to beat PNB and they did, and then they didn't even include the entries from the fiscal track, right? So they did beat go. They did beat PNB in entries, but they didn't beat PNB in number of people. Probably by the time yeah. they included the fifth scale track, yes. Um, yeah. But they also have longer time to get this race in. While people were upset because I think their practice time got knocked from seven minutes to four minutes. I think it was, or six minutes. I think practice was supposed to be. Yeah. And you don't yeah. get much practice at this track, so that was one upset. I think everybody was generally upset about that. But I think at the end of the day, everybody was still happy to be out of there at 11 on Friday night, on on Wednesday night. Yeah, and, and the fact is that when you go to race like this, you, you, you can't have that attitude that I need this much track time and I need this and this <clears> and this. Like, that's not what these events are for. Right. Yeah, you, you, you get equal, you get as much, if you pay for classes, but nobody, you know, it's no standing in lines waiting for for practice yeah. and all that type of stuff. You like, you have heats and all that you go in your heats. All right. Uh, yeah. let's go over anything you wanted to talk about qualifying real quick. So qualifying, let's look at that. So well, I mean, Cavalry. Yes. All right. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the calf, the goat who on our last podcast, yeah. we literally <laughs> had him 
packed up and leaving RC, right? Yeah. Literally, we said that. And I had to go yeah. say that to, and even Tebow said, yeah, Cavalier is struggling right now, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, I went to Tebow and I said, shit, we said he was struggling and look what happens. And he goes, I know, but he was struggling. He has been struggling. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, and, and the thing, it's interesting that it happened just now, like week after we had that podcast and now he TQs pro buggy. I think like it's crazy that it happens just now, but I, I mean, I'm very happy to see that happen. And, and yeah, clearly he's trying, trying to sort of fix, like he knows he's struggling and he's trying, trying to change things and it's working at least in the qualifiers. So, oh, he, he just, was so, looked... I was so happy to see him Me like, too. being TQ. Yeah. And then like Tebow posting a picture of like him and Mayfield and Cab of mm -hmm. like after the third Truggy qualifier where they all finished within one tenth or something crazy. Like that's so crazy to see too. Like I loved, loved, loved all of that. Yeah. Um. Well, me too, dude. And then he came, and then in the Truggy final, it was like Ryan, Ryan. It was it was Cav, Mayfield, Tebow, like pulling away from the pack. And I was yeah. like, Fuck, how many times have you seen this? You know what yeah. I mean? And then um, he came, I think uh, Mayfield flamed out in the Truggy and Truggy man, and then he he still came fifth. But yeah, um, Cavalry, I want to say career saving weekend for him. I mean, not yet, I think. But I mean, if he keeps this direction up, I mean, definitely, yeah. Because like now it's like suddenly he's back to his, like how, where he should be, you know, right. fighting for the wins and TQing and yeah, and like because he's he got right a... up there with Tebow and, and Mayfield. Yeah. So going into Pro Nitro Buggy, your top three were. Ryan Cavallari, Spencer Rifkin, Ty Tessman, Jared Tebow, not too far behind. He had a three and, a, and two fives. Ryan Mayfield, same thing, like just doesn't need to be TQ, doesn't need to win, yeah. but he just gets a solid three and a five. Mason Fuller in six, seven and four. I'm looking at pro nitro buggy uh, qualifying, by the way. And yeah. then uh, the biggest surprise I would say would be Taylor Sontag for me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and not the not only the fact that he made the main straight out but the fact that he ended up finishing sixth you know like he like usually when like a young driver makes the big main like especially like because tater hasn't made like mains this big especially on the east coast uh, sorry the west coast like he's made some mains in the east coast but never in the west coast i think and when he makes a big main like this oftentimes you just like end up overdriving or not focusing enough and you end up breaking or finishing last but he actually mm -hmm. had a really really good main and ended up finishing six so to me that's super impressive yeah uh let me see who else in nitro buggy uh dakota fan kind of a like lackluster he did have a zero and then he that yeah. that that he win saved his ass thing. because he had a 15 and a 32 after that yeah yeah he, he, he yeah but i mean I don't want to be too negative, but th this is just the fan we sort of have at the moment. Like he, he's exactly like this. He can TQ and then be wherever. Um, and that's exactly how his car is set up. I mean, Cavalier is as a driver, much more consistent. So he won't be having this like sort of zero and then 15. And I bet like fan had some issues as well. It wasn't just, you know, like he was crashing or something. But well, yeah, in Truggy. Well, I'll talk about that. Truggy, I know what Yeah, happened. yeah, but I mean, yeah, fan like, but again, this isn't fans' race, you know. Well, 
He was up there for a minute. Uh, people that didn't do well in Nitro Buggy qualifying, Ryan Lutz, 17th. Paula Jones, 19th. CJ Jelen, 23rd. Jared Wiggins, too, kind of having not a great year so far. Um, Stephen Harris and Brandon Rose would not be happy about being in 27th and 28th. Mind you, though, uh, I know that I don't know what happened with Steve, but I know Brandon had some failures, some mechanical issues. Yeah. Brandon's so, been looking really good this year. Most yes. in Hargriff, though, I guess he's like practicing at Thornhill and all that. He's been looking, mm-hmm. especially when the track gets Hargriff, he's looking super fast. Well, he was fast all week, and then he was leading his C-Main, because he's in his C-Main, in yeah. a comfortable bump position way ahead of everybody, and then he had um a nut on the Ackerman plate come out and end his day. So, yeah. unfortunate for him. Uh, all right, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to just go over the races real quick? Let's go over Nitro Truggy real yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, probably the best race that I watched this weekend because it was very close. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's yeah, exactly... down to the last lap. Like, maybe yeah. it was just a few few meters behind before closing the line. Well, what happened with Mayfield and what happened with a few of the Truggies was something in the ambient temperature changed and guys were having flame out issues it looked like so even mayfield who hasn't had a flame out in a long time he flamed out and he came back and finished fifth yeah that's because he's mayfield and that's what mayfield does simple as that but uh had that i don't think had that had he had that he would uh had no issue being up there in the top main but jared tebow and it was Jared Tebow, Ryan Cavallari, and Fenn was there too, right? So Fenn was in fourth and got up, was in first. And you know what happened to him? I saw it on the lap before. He would come around off those whoops, and his car wouldn't turn. It was just going straight. And I was like, man, this is having some radio issues. So then he oh. like it figured it out, and then it went. Again, he did another lap, and he came around to that same exact spot, and that's when it went. And then it just pulled it off, and he said his receiver went in Truggy. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fast. Well, that's just bad luck. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, like the th- the thing with Fend is like you can always say he was fast. Like if he DNFs, if he crashes too much, if he if anything happens to him, he's always fast. Like, but that's the thing about him. You can never be like, oh, Fend was having an off weekend. Well, he doesn't really have off weekends if you just look at his speed. But if you look at his results, that's the only sort of judge you have of him. Right. So he's really hard to judge in that sense. So. In this sense, we can't even blame. It was a mechanical failure, electrical issues. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was yeah. done. It was done. You know? Um, and then that led that left uh Cavalry and and Tebow to battle. And I have to say, man, Tebow's truck looked money. Like the it looked great. Cav's truck looked yeah. okay, looked good too, but not like Tebow's truck. You know what I mean? And he went out there on like I want to say long wear impacts, I think, or super. Or I can't remember yeah. exactly the compound he went out on, but his tires looked brand new. His car didn't even his car looked great out there. He drove a great yeah, race. Tebow, um, yeah, and I was Tebow like, looked great, like on Truggy and Buggy both. He looked very comfortable. Just mm-hmm. yeah, and Truggy he made it happen. Right. Yeah, he did. I mean, they literally like like it was. Cavalier kind of settled for a second, I think, at, at that point, because he wasn't first, and they battled it out. But I think, uh, I just think he said, all right, I'll take second, and I'll be happy with that. You know what I mean? That's worth it. 
Ty Tasman yeah. and Spencer Heckett had a great battle it, um, for third and fourth. I have to give Ty some credit. He had a great weekend. Not the weekend that he probably wanted because he would want to win. But Ty is definitely putting some of the struggle. He was getting nine-minute pits this weekend, too, in buggy, by the way. Yeah. So he was the other guy that was getting nine pits. Nine minutes. So he was he was pretty happy about third place in that. And I guess Spencer Hackett would be good with fourth, I would say. Oh, um, that's a, I think that's a good yeah, one for he, him. I mean, especially taking the fact like, uh, that he did pretty well in buggy, too. Like, he mm. made it straight into the main, I, I believe, if I'm not wrong. And... And usually, Truggy has been his strong class. So, but yeah, now finishing high up in both, it's actually great for him. Yeah. Um, Ryan Mayfield, like I said, Ryan Mayfield in fifth, uh, but he did have a flame out. Spencer Rivkin, let's see what happened to him. Did he have issues or was he just off? He looked good all weekend and then, like, just had issues in the main. He wasn't happy yeah. in E Truggy, too. Aiden Horner would be happy with making the main in Truggy and finishing seventh, 10 or down the eighth. Tyler Jones, ninth, uh, qualified six. I I hate to say this about Tyler Jones because I like him, but I'm still waiting for him to set the world on fire. Yeah, he's been in my books like quite underwhelming this year because yeah. like last year, you remember he, he qualified I believe second at DNC in mm -hmm. Pro Buggy, and uh, in Truggy he broke like in the very first like lap, and like. Like he had those points where he was way up there, but then like something always happened, like bad luck or just a bad start or whatever. But this year he I, I don't I haven't really seen him even being up there. So it's been quite underwhelming. Yeah, I think he also flamed out in this race too. So yeah. he was having flame out issues. I think Seth flamed out. Ryan Lutz had flame out issues and he told us that. Like, you know what I mean? Mason Fuller wouldn't be too happy with his finish. Where did he what did he have? Uh he had a he had a flame out too or a mechanical on lap fifty-four. So that put him back. But um I mean it's truggy, but it's the first big main of of that race. So I guess people, you know, they want to do well. Well, congratulations to Jared Tebow. Great win for him, great win for Techno. Um he did well, man. And that, that pumps you up. You know what I mean? He was pumped yeah. after that. Oh, he was super sure. happy. Graham was happy because, you know, I think this is Graham's first win maybe with Tebow. But, um, yeah, good stuff, Tebow. I was like, all right, because he won Truggy Lasher, right? This is the exact same yeah. thing that happened Lasher, except that he won Truggy Lasher. Yeah. So I was like, can we, he, can we now get Nitro Buggy? So, yeah, congratulations to him. Congratulations to Spencer. And, um... No, it was a good Nitro. It was the best race, 45 minutes on the main. It wasn't a runaway. It was a close race, all all race. And the same two guys put on a show that, you know, where we've gotten used to seeing from. So yeah. kudos to those guys. All right, so E-Buggy was next. I did not stay for this. I went. I decided to go up to the room and actually um, do some work that night. So I was very happy that I did because... Mm. I've got a lot done, and I just watched this. I was roommating with my buddy Les Crenshaw, so I just we just watched this on the TV. The other convenient thing of being in a hotel, it's on yeah. the TV. It's you just go to a channel and it's there. Yeah. So you could just watch this. Oh, my race is coming up in three heats. So let me get ready. Uh, yeah. So we went on. We watched this. Um, Ryan Lutz led this from start to finish. Super happy yeah. for Ryan Lutz. 
yeah i mean it's still like i i would love to be and i am like super pumped for him when i saw hey ryan tq and one i'm like yes like finally he's getting the win but it's like still i'm kind of torn because like in Trogi and buggy he struggled had some issues all that but then like this amazing result like dominating win in e-buggy like yeah i'm i'm super happy for him and i've been waiting to see sort of him do and perform at this level mm -hmm. which is great but i'm still kind of like oh, i want to see this happen in in my nitro yeah, classes he too. does too he does too yeah. don't get it twisted he does too um went up and talked to him afterwards he told me straight up and he, we did an interview you can check that on youtube he said, yeah, we're testing a prototype engine, five port per engine this week, and it's just yeah. giving us issues. And I was, he's like, I thought it was good enough to come to the race, and I was wrong. So um, yeah. that was the issue. But, but his e-buggy yeah. was pretty interesting. I also, he also yeah. talked about that. He had a, a new lighter motor from, I guess it's new, from Tekken. He used two small shorties yeah. on either side. And he says, this is my light my e-buggy light version because it was lightweight that was the sort of thing to get yeah. as light as possible it looked damn good yeah yeah and, and uh i think the kyosho setup of the e-buggy where the batteries are on the side are really calms the car down and super low center of gravity too um yeah. that helps him a lot especially now that the track is bumpy and he wasn't too like, it was quite high speed still mm -hmm. wasn't like that low speed so yeah that, that's good for lots but yeah, I'm just super happy to see him perform. And the fact that he's driving Kyosho, like, because you don't see that anymore. Like, it's him and Savoya. Those are, I mean, Joao sometimes. Yeah. But, but, the, but at then, the Kyosho like, Masters this past weekend, too, I forgot to talk about that. But they had yeah, that yeah, in but, um, France. Yeah. But yeah, just see Lutz winning, that's a big deal for me. I, I like that. And seeing him, like, okay, like, wins, like, because this isn't like, he hasn't won a big race like this in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he hasn't. like, with with Agama, last big race I remember him winning was like, like DXR. That's like, yeah, already like almost three years ago. Right. Uh, in second, so congratulations to Ryan Lutz. Always glad to see him win. In second was Ryan Mayfield and Ty Tasman, and Ryan took the lead on this controversial pass, uh, which we're gonna play. Bear with us, people. It might oh, be a yeah. bit laggy. So this is uh. They got 41 seconds left and this is mayfield up front and ty tasman in the back tasman gets yeah. him on the in the whoops right there yeah. gets a little squarely and then knocks him now yeah. let's see that again when i first saw this i still think and to this day i still think it's a kind of a racing incident but when i first looked at it i thought it was mayfield that yeah but i mean took come him on out. like like mayfield clearly just taps him here like like yeah i, I don't know yeah but because, you can see look, let's go back let's go back like, Ty, I, don't think, I wish i could slow this down. yeah 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 but I, this is good so because ty hold just hold his holds his line kind of yeah but I he's get, very into that way yeah i don't know ty turns in like right her yeah yeah you're probably and, actually now that we now that you slow it down i yeah I, it's so more okay there's ty ty's turning in right yeah. there and and Cavalier is holding his line. Yeah. Yeah. So Ty I kind of loses. Ty kind of loses his rear end. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, you can see actually better now that you slow it down. When we first watched it, I was like pretty sure Mayfield had. But actually, yeah, Ty loses the rear end. 
and then Mayfield just holds his line and, and taps him a bit. Now, yeah. I kind of, when I watch this, I'm like, is Mayfield going to wait? Is he going to wait? But now that I look at it and slow it down, I think it's a racing yeah. incident. But it is, it is. It's if you if you're a driver from Ty's perspective, that's super annoying that you just slightly get your front wheels there because then if you're in front, you have to you can't make any mistake and you're getting tapped out. But if you're in the car from behind, you're not really doing anything wrong. You're just kind of driving annoyingly. You just have your front tires there sticking out. Mm -hmm. So. By the yeah, way, people. I mean, yeah, no penalty in my. If, if I was a judge and saw that replay, I would give no penalty. Yeah. And by the way, people, we do not earn this content. This is all live RC content. I pay my $5 a month and I just go on there and I go to the, whatever main I want to watch, by the way. So go pay the five bucks a month. Um, congratulations a lot. Unfortunate incident between Mayfield and Tasman. Gord was super heated. Oh, man. I went to talk yeah. to him the next day. Yeah. The next day I saw him and I was like, what happened? Because I wasn't there, you know? And he was just like, oh, man. You know, I can see his point too. Like, I can see, like, yeah, he's saying, oh, Ty yeah. was going over. I think they, you know, they obviously looked at, you know, come on. Let's be honest. Like, Mayfield and Tasman are kind of been like, eh, buttonheads for many years. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, but Gord was heated. I talked to him. He stopped, like, he was walking across and said, hey, what happened? And he goes, he, he stopped for like five minutes and told me what happened. I never seen Gord yeah. get upset. And while I'm looking at Gord, I'm looking at his beard and just saying, how does Gord have more black hair in his beard than I do? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Because while but I'm I listening mean, to him, I'm noticing his beard. I'm saying, how does this man have less gray hair than me in his beard? Yeah. And he's older. And they race a lot too. Like yeah. they race, and they have to fly everywhere because they're from Canada. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, but back to that sort of incident, I like, the way Mayfield sort of drove that sort of spot, that's super annoying. If you're driving in front, driving like that is so annoying because you like you have no space to go to really. You have to go offline all the time. Mm -hmm. But then then again, it's not like Mayfield didn't really take Ty out because Ty lost his rear end and started to close the line just to catch the rear end again. So yeah, it's a racing incident, but it, yeah, I mean Mayfield could have avoided it give him some more room to tie but yeah it is what it is and i don't i think that's fair i don't i don't see any blame there well yeah i think they were good uh i also interviewed ty and mayfield yes on the la on nitro buggy day and they thought i asked them about it so you guys can check that on youtube as well but uh i think they were good but i definitely think gord was not happy with it and he he was saying that ty was using that line going close that whole time that was his line. Yeah, yeah. That's the issue also with like the tracks who get rough and the jump faces. If they wear out, this time it didn't much. So mm -hmm. you had more room. But if like the lines are very narrow, it's hard to race against other cars because you have to like hit your perfect line where there's no bumps. Yeah. So racing um, against other cars becomes much harder. Yeah, Gord said he didn't even like uh, Mayfield came over to talk to him right afterwards and he didn't even want to talk to him. That's how he yeah. did that work. So that's good though because I. Well, I mean, you know, Gordon and Mayfield have bumped heads before, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's all good. But I love that fiery stuff. Um, Let's see. Re quick re results real quick. Um, Ty Tasman third. Mason Fuller, good fourth for him. Uh, yeah. Mason probably should have, um, probably could have finished second. 
you know if you're gonna push the yeah, issue but in interestingly like the best class for mason this year has been nitro buggy which is like the the best way like to have like your best class right because he actually has a win in mason in in pro e-buggy from last year yeah last year he did pretty well in e-buggy but nitro buggy was sort of here and there but mm -hmm. this year it been like podiums after podiums pretty much in nitro buggy and he like he other classes been there no yeah. doubt but like nitro buggy has been his like spotlight class pretty much yeah fend in fifth jared tebow in sixth not probably what i was expecting out of tebow out of teams he did was looking good in, yeah. in qualifying Spencer Heckert from 15th and bumping up to seventh. That's good. Yeah. I guess. And who else? Uh, Rivkin, like I said, looked fast all week and then has not done so good. Yeah. Little bump, making but, the main, finishing yeah. 12th. Both sort of electric classes he did quite well with, with bump? the E Truggy. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. It, it, um, I know he has time, but he has to, we want to see him do well in Nitro. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, I think it's in C main for Nitro. Still 11 years old. He has time. But um, yeah, Cole Ogden was in her. He finished 12. Kyle Turner from NorCal. I got to give it to him. Bumped up from the B main. Uh, NorCal racer. Really good drives. X-ray. Good to see him up there. <clears throat> but Jackson Bronson 11th. So yeah, not so good of a, uh, not as good as the Nitro, you know, Lutz running around. Well, it was a pretty good race for second and third, but Lutz, just super pumped for Lutz. Good job. E-Buggy yeah. paying the bills for him. Uh, so that's Nitro Truck and E-Buggy out of the way. Now, I know everybody says we hate on those classes, but if you ask the pros, they care about Nitro Buggy too. That's yeah. all they care about. Yeah. So, you know, like the big enchilada is Nitro Buggy Sunday. So Sunday race starts. I kind of go to a different spot. For once now i've been watching the race from the bleachers this whole time so i go over to the where there are jumper where five made it when little bump made his pass so i was watching from there and i got some video from there and i was hanging out with like carlos arandando and watching the race from actually from the track dude i'm gonna tell you at first when they first started i thought it was gonna be a race i was like yeah it's like i think it was like let's see let me bring up do we have to start her maybe we can start it and uh show what it yeah. looks like but i was like yeah you know i was it's not look i have nothing against ryan mayfield i just want to see a race like you know i can't explain yeah. it no other way besides the yeah, fact in, that in i want to see a was race pretty high, like cavalier rivkin um tesmo was up there mm -hmm. same with uh tebow the mayfield picked up a bit cavalier fell down there was quite a few like even born horse like or sorry fan stepped in there a bit and uh look at rc kevin uh, i yeah, just noticed that too. see but see yeah, the difference was yeah. so just for people to know you can sit on one side of the stadium like one side of the bleachers if you sat on this side you can only really see this side of the track if you sat on this side you can only really see this i was standing right here and i was able to see both sides yeah so this is the start of the pro nitro buggy main I guess that oh oh well we had a mistake there. That's Fend out front. Is it or Cavalier? No, Cavalier out front. When did he flame out? Let's see. Uh he was he was quite deep into the race. I think he was he was in fifth or something. When really? He out. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. So start of the race, Cavalari is out to first. How long did he hold on to first for? Let's see. He held on for it for three laps, and then he fell back to fifth. Then it looks like he had his flame out on, I don't know. Let's yeah, see. I don't know if he had a flame out, flame out, but I mean, he fell from fifth to 11th. So I don't I'm really see sure a flame out, flame out here unless he, okay, there we go. He flamed on lap 61, but he was, he was in 15th. Yeah, I mean, he, he had, back he had up to some fifth. issues. Yeah, he had some issues here where he was like, he dropped from sixth to 11th, then climbed back up to fifth, and then again dropped down to 13. So, I mean, yeah, Cavalier didn't have a good main. No, but I mean, and then it's to still be better honest, than not being in a main, to be honest. And yes, the fact that's that he true too. is good. That's true too. Um, at first, I thought Ty had something for 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 Mayfield. I did, but then I'll tell you when I knew Mayfield was in his end. So, up where this up there where where Fi made his jump, I was standing right here. In fact, you probably can see me up here. Maybe I'm not there yet. Let me see. Maybe I watched the start that went up there. I can't remember. Bego, he was doing a great job. Okay, I'm not up there yet. Um, I'm probably walking my fat ass up there. Oh, there's nobody up oh, there. Oh, he got stuck on uh, one of those sandbags, Kevin. Ooh, that was a hard section. That's probably why Tasman was trying to go to the left of that. So they wouldn't yeah. end up in those sandbags. So right up in that spot where Fi was jumping, the guys were jumping and sending it up there. And there was a hole right there where everybody was landing. Like right, yeah. I can't, I, you can't see it, but... Like right where Bego is kind of standing near the inside. It was about a foot and a half off the pipe. Like right there. Yeah. There'll be a hole. Dude, it was a crater. I knew Mayfield was going to win this because I watched him be able to jump his car and put it a foot and a half in between that space between the crater and the freaking pipe. And this is from the yeah. farthest part away of the track you can be. This yeah. isn't like, you know. And I just watched him and I just watched his car stay in that line and I just... It didn't even look like Mayfield was driving hard. Yeah. But that's how he always does. He doesn't even look like he's pushing and he's still going faster than everyone and leading and making a gap. It's it's getting kind of boring at times, but I know it does. And I just so and I'm like, come oh, I want these guys to not, look, I have nothing against Mayfield. I just want to see more tighter racing. I thought Fenn, yeah. I thought Fenn, I thought Fenn was gonna do it at first, but then I just saw him like blowing out big time. It's funny because the TLR cars look great during qualifying, but then it came to the mains and it just was something was off. Yeah. You know, yeah, something he just, was. Yeah. Hard to say what it is, but I mean, just struggling. They have the speed, but they just can't sort of drive like Mayfield, just calm and keep their laps together. Right. They have that's, to push the car. That's what it seemed like to me. Like Fan was really pushing hard and just made more mistakes. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Did yeah, he retire? Rifkin's actually looking pretty good here. I'm but telling I mean, you, dude. Rifkin was fast all week. Yeah. But it's weird because he, he like, even SIC, the start of the year, he looked much faster than Mayfield. And then he would just have these sort of moments where he just loses it. Like, like Mayfield just keeps the same speed up all main long. No mistakes, no nothing, no extra stuff. Whereas Rifkin, like, He's looking better, but then he makes some weird mistakes here and there, like some touching pipes or like just concentration errors. That's yeah, my I, sort of feel of it. All right, let's take this down. 
All right, so let's look at our Silver State mains. Let's talk about our disappointments and and whatnot. All right, so you had. Let's look at the. Let's look at the. Hold on. Let me turn this off. Let's let's look at the results. So, Aiden Horn and Jackson Brunson were your two bumps. So, by the way, they took thirteen and two out of this. Um, Ryan Mayfield, he 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 backed the Don a lot as well near the end of the race too. So yeah. he just won by seven point three seconds. But trust me, it probably could have been a lot more than that. He oh, like got into, yeah, yeah he kind of backed it down a lot and um and went from there. Uh, Mason Fuller, not too far behind Ty Tasman, 2.5 seconds. I think he even said in his interview, he just said, decided to take it easy and not push it and settle for third again. I said, yeah. Dude. Yeah. But I mean, like, we got to be honest here. Like, Tasman is looking good. Mm -hmm. And Fuller, like, like, it's only going a matter of time. Words, like, like, actually, like, Tasman, Fuller, these two are looking like the second and third best obviously fend is there but in terms of like whole year consistency like these two are looking like after fend mayfield like the guys from america yeah because i mean even in our nnrc cup i think they finished quite close didn't they or yeah no, so yeah actually we, should we talk about it now just like yeah let's do let's do that cup. let's let's bring it up so oh, oh. so yeah it's just like yeah mayfield fend and born horse in third, but he sort of stepped like he had a very good DNC mm -hmm. and then pretty good uh PMV, but his nats weren't that great. This race wasn't that great. I mean he did really well at RCGP. So I guess it's just like a bit of a sort of uh finding his place. But yeah, Fuller in fourth and Testman fifth, then Rivkin. So mm. even Test the point sort of show that uh like these are the guys that really can be consistent and have good results. Yeah. By the way, if you guys don't know what the NNRC Cup is, it's some one of Max and I's brainchild. It's a virtual series. It's using um, DNC, Silver State, uh, DNC, Nationals, PMB, and then the final race is Silver State. And Ryan Mayfield wins again because he won three of those races and came yeah second and one and then dakota fan won one but he had you know he just inconsistent yeah. like a 15 and a ryan, 15. ryan could have skipped the nats and still won yeah pretty much it's hold insane. on so fan got a 15 and a 15. oh right because that um yeah that's point so that's a fourth and a fourth oh okay so yeah maybe we should put the points or the positions all right dude so I went up to Mayfield and said, dude, all these guys are going to beat you. And he says, they can, I, I can be beat. Max, what do these guys got to do to meet Mayfield? Because I'm going to tell you, going into qualifying, it was like seven C-Hub cars. I'm not going to lie. I was all on C-Hub cars nuts because I was like, these pillow cars aren't working out there. And then Mayfield goes out there and just kicks ass. Yeah, I mean, this track is, I mean, should be better for C-Hub. And I mean, Fuller done great. Dakota done all right. But yeah, I mean, most of these cars like on the top are fillable though. But yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, but it's hard to say because like when it's the level of Mayfield and Tessman and Fend and uh, these guys, I don't think it really matters if it's C-Hub or fillable. Like, okay. not really. Like, yeah, some tracks it, it might, 
definitely when it's like a smooth 10 scale type of track it definitely favors like tlr and fend but like when it's sort of not a perfect track for anyone then it it doesn't really matter and this track isn't like it's slow speed but then it's bumpy and uh it's like still hard packed but it's like very dusty so it doesn't really mm -hmm. that sense prefer any type of car per se yeah word it was definitely word definitely um when the track was on impacts and all that type of stuff that's when like tebow and all the guys were good yeah um the jc guys weren't as good it seemed like and then once the track grooved up i think like the jc guys went on reflexes and then like um, the yeah. best <laughs> the best guy on aka who won his race was dagani and he went on double downs and he was the last race of the week yeah the, the double um, down is like the only ak tire that works when it's like rude when he grooves out right. impact are really not that good and right yeah. so guys like all right so let's so we'll talk about that in a minute i want to go over those few classes real quick um so surprises for me taylor sontag sixth in pro buggy oh yeah. i think he finished uh yeah he finished six great this is the kid that's gonna take cavalier's place simple as that like it's no <laughs> yeah, talk maybe. about it like when the time comes and cavalier's gotta leave losey which is gonna happen this is this is who they're gonna have there <clears throat> as his replacement yeah. i'm pretty sure of that uh spencer heckett he is the he, yeah it was the pride of s -Works. i think he made every main yeah, he um, was the best S-Works in every class, I believe. I believe S-Works won a reward for having the most cars in mains, though. Okay, yeah. Well, that, overall. I mean, that's, yeah, Bornhorst, him, and then... Danny. Yeah, uh, yeah and Danny, Camden so, yeah, wasn't... So, so Camden Lai wasn't too bad. So the funny... <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but it's funny because it happened. Because rough driving was a thing. I said, Camden, what? he was so pissed off. Tim was getting so pissed. What happened to you? I don't want to say the driver's name, but it was so funny how he said it. He said, I got Steve Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so like they went over and talked to, I think his dad was upset at Steve. So they had a, him and, and Camden was too. Camden's actually doing a lot better now. Gotta give him some props. He's doing a lot better. He's putting things yeah, trying he, to come together. Yeah, right. but, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to sort of judge him because some races he does really well. Some races he doesn't. Sometimes I think like it's not even really that into rc anymore so yeah he, really he has know. choices he's kind of and that i think he's still into it he looks like it but uh yeah, yeah. all right uh hitting uh obviously ryan lutz nomination uh we're going to talk about little bump minute against joe bornhorse in a minute our hit and miss brandon rose unlucky with mechanicals we said tyler jones we talked about ryan lutz aiden horn back in the a hit or miss yeah he's but aiden horn has a long yeah. career ahead of him Simple yeah, and the, the thing the thing why I don't really put any pressure on Aiden on eight scale is because he's number one, he's a ten scale guy. Number two, he's second place finish in at last year's nationals. That track suited him, super smooth, sort of high, sort of technical high speed still. Mm -hmm. So everything sort of suited him at that race, and he made the best out of it. But he's in a guy who focuses number one on eight scale and he still has time to do that so i don't really have any pressure on him to do too well on eight scale but it's gotcha. good to see him now making sort of a mains both chuggy and buggy well he was doing this last year too making a mains um it just took longer yeah uh who else do we have hit or miss uh cool ogden man 
I know people, like, I don't think Cole's too happy with what I'm saying, but, I mean, it's the truth. Struggling. Struggling. Yeah, right now, money. right now, he's the fourth best uh, HP driver. Yeah. I I just can't. I, I don't know. Like, I like Cole, and I want him to do well. You know, and I keep saying this, but he just, it's like, I don't know. It's like I didn't yeah. even watch him that much at this race, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like understand what's happening. Like, what is he doing wrong? Like, I don't like because he doesn't even like if he if he was that he was just having mechanicals, you'd be like, okay, okay, so he's doing poor preparation. But sometimes he just doesn't have the speed. Like he's qualifying in the B, not even qualifying straight to the A's, not even like crashing that much. Just like. Like it's yeah, it's just level has dropped down quite a bit. Just I don't know, weird. dude. Yeah, I have no it's freaking idea. Because, I mean, because yeah, last year's Nats, we were like, okay, this is gonna be the guy who can maybe beat Mayfield one day. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, we're like, okay, maybe he can make it back to the A's one day. So yeah, it's, it's like that's a, that's a big leap downwards. Really crazy. It's crazy, man. I don't understand it yeah. to be honest. I don't understand. Yeah. I hope I hope he gets it together, though. I, I mean, because he like when he's on it, he has his potential and he has his speed. Yeah, that's the thing. So, when he's on it, he has lots of potential yeah. and his speed. I don't know what. Let us know what you guys think. Hit or misses of Silver State. If you agree with us or not, uh, let us know in the comments. Um, I wanted to go on a few things. Do we want to talk about freaking Little Bumps? Awesome pass. Yeah. Because yeah, I actually just uploaded it. it. So we'll so congratulate look, congratulations to Little Bump, man. This kid is awesome. He's gonna be a pro driver at some point in his life. Dagani says 10 years time, he'll be killing everybody here. I say yeah, five I years mean, time, but yeah. I think Dagani's real life thing of I give him 17, 18, around the age of Mason Fuller's when he'll he'll yeah. really be a killer. You know, he's not he's, yeah. he's just, not just I mean, fat, he's gonna be a killer. Yeah, I mean David Ronafog won his first Euros at I think 15 or 18, yeah. somewhere in there. So that's sort of the gap where I'd expect Fee to be. You think Fee can do it in five Fee, years? He's like, 11 now. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I think so why not? I mean, like he's already racing against these guys, and he's it's not like he's like oh like just barely made it and is able to race against these guys who was having a bad weekend. No, he's like Bornhorst wasn't having like a bad weekend or anything, and he was like properly racing him, and uh, he just straight up beat him. So yeah. All right, so here's the immaculate pass. That's what we're gonna call it, because it was. So let me tell you about this. I don't know why, but I was I watched this race from the start to the finish. So this race had a lot of things. So first, freaking um, I'll talk about that, but. I was on pins and needles watching this race the whole time. Like, I was rooting for Little Bump so bad. And I'm like, I should get my camera out. I'm like, no, if I get my camera, I'm going to miss something. Because, you know, you're videoing the camera. You don't see what's happen actually happening Yeah. in like real time. And I knew, I watched him every time he got closer to this little, this jump. I was like, he's going to send it over that and beat Bornhorse. Watch. So he was yeah. just getting, he was just pressuring him, pressuring him. Like, all right, Bornhorse, send it. Dude, when he did that, the whole freaking crowd jumped up 
and screamed. I literally flung my phone out of my hand. I was so excited. My fat ass jumped up, belly going all over the place. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, um, let's see that again because it's so awesome. Now, yeah. a lot of people thought that Joe was mad and trying to do stuff to feed at first. And I thought so too. Like I said, wow, but Bornholz really wanted to win that. But when I saw the smile and laughter coming off Bornholz's face after that, I knew there was no malicious or nefarious intentions with that. I think he just kind of got behind Fee right there and bumped him and actually yeah. helped Fee. And then, dude, yeah. Like Scotty was so out of breath, he came running up there. Where's I? That was the best. You know, Scotty was like, Scotty was excited. Like, and I was just yeah. up there super excited about this. But I wanted to show something her. I don't know if we should see it, but Rifkin got blasted in the beginning of this race. Like, he did. Blasted. I need, we need to show this. Uh, does it happen her? Because I think it's in. First, we have no fives and first. He's no, yeah. So now he's dropped back already. All right, so he's let's go back forward. to the start. Go back, yeah. So now Reefkin's in first. Uh, oh, there it is! There it is! There it is! There it is! Let me see if we can see it. Hold on, it's buffering a bit. Let it, let it play. Yeah. So this is, con by the way, congratulations to Fi, super pump form, future of RC right there. It's not a. If he sticks to RC, this kid's going to be a champion. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, Little incident. So there's that, like, so let's talk. There's a lot of little internal beefs and stuff going on in this whole race that I'm kind of learning. I learned a little bit at DNC. There's so many little beefs. There's, like, beefs between this person and this person. It's so undercover. You know, you hear people saying everything. So when this happened to, like, Spencer Rifkin, like, where I was sitting, the whole crowd went crazy and was happy for this. Seriously. Yeah. And I knew it messed up his race because, like, it was loud. It was super loud. Um, Where is it? Hold on. All right. I think it's buffering enough. So, are you watching, Max? Did I did yeah, have it? So... Oh, so they didn't have it. So, okay, you can't really see. Well, I had a clear view of it. So, that white truggy comes up, jumps, and then just... Jumps right into, right into Rifkin so and is, sends is that, him is off that, her. Is that Jackson Brunson? No, it was Joey Bardon. Oh, Bardon was second. Yeah, because he was in this main, and he was actually really sick. And I talked to his dad. His dad's like, "That's not how he drives." I was like, "That's all right, man. It was an accident." But I don't think Bardon waited. He's like, "Uh, uh, I'm not waiting." And I think this pissed off Rifkin. And like when that happened, dude, like where I was, everybody went whoa, like crazy, like excited. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. These guys don't want to see um, Rifkin lose. Like, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was an unfortunate incident. I don't think Joey Bradon did it on purpose. I think it was just a racing incident. Kind of. It's not a clear. I wish I. When you saw it, like her, because I was sitting like like right where that Tara Marshall is. So I was like right on this lane. So I had a clear view of it. When I saw that, I was like, ooh. I didn't know who yeah. it was at first. But I was like, ooh, Rifkin is not going to be happy about that. And he was not. He had a he had a pretty angry uh, interview, they said. But, I mean, he wants to win. And to win, you got to do that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. e Truggy was awesome. One of the best races there, Max. So pumped for feet. Yeah, I wish it would have been. But you wish it would have been something else? 
I wish Utragi just slowly dies and goes away. It's not dying. It's getting strong. Yeah. It's like baby's kid. It don't yeah. die. It's multiplying. And I am all. That's mm. going to be my next car. A e Truggy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. so you're gonna you're gonna hate what I have to say here soon. Um, let's touch on. Oh yeah, some, we now gotta talk about fifth scale. Oh, no, I'm only gonna do five minutes on fifth scale, but we gotta okay. talk about some things first before we go on. Degani got a lot of hate. So let me tell you about Greg. Greg, <laughs> so 40 plus, no, Greg only cares about 40 plus. He does not care about intermediate. Let's put it that way, people. He's only an intermediate because he can't run pro anymore. So he gets in 40 plus. He starts. I'm looking at his car and saying, this car looks like complete and total dog shit. It can no power, you know, like it looks exactly like he looked when he did his intermediate main or whatever main he did at DNC. Just looks like crap. And I knew what the problem was right away. Tires. It sounds like it's too rich, but it's tires. So I'm still, you know, I go up to watch this man. And then the entire TLR mafia led by Barry Baker proceeds to sit behind me and to my right. So that was 30 minutes of shit I had to take because Eddie Lorette, congratulations to Eddie Lorette. He drove a great race, beat Greg. And I had to hear Barry talk so much crap and then like all the TLR guys are there just laughing and I'm there by myself and I'm just like, fuck, where's JQ and Max when you need them? I'm just there by myself, like deflecting, laughing. Cause it was funny cause Greg wasn't doing well. Barry goes, hey, you know what Mayako means in Japanese? Car that breaks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he died laughing when he said that and then he was like bring me on the podcast so i can crit critique this race and, da -da 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 and critique this car and all this like oh tell me oh he was heated i had to stand for 30 minutes of that shit from the i guess we earned it so but it was like yeah i'm always but gonna take here, the shit for the you thing. guys uh, here's the thing for for barry though when me and joseph critique we we base it on facts and that's that's what we do. Oh so my gosh, you just throwing more shots. <laughs> You're just throwing more shots to Barry. Yeah, but I, I love it. I I, I love it, uh, to have beef with Barry. Oh, it's good to have nemesis. Um, yeah. But they were super excited over that 40 plus win. Um, Eddie Lorette drove well. He beat Greg by, by, by uh, sorry. So TLR was super excited to win that. Um, he, he drove well. He beat Greg by many seconds. And then when I saw Greg come in, and so I went, then it was Smoker's race, and I didn't watch that. One thing about Smoker, if you want to test durability of a car, let him drive it. Uh, because he tested to the extreme. So I went down and sat off with Greg, right? And I knew, and I was just looking at him, he was like, yeah, you know what? I picked the wrong tires. I said, your car looked like crap, like caca, like, you know? He's like, I know, it was shit. And he goes, I said, your car looked just like it did at DNC that and, and I said, he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm putting it's Vegas. I'm putting double dons on he, and he's charging his battery with his 20 year old charger that takes 30 yeah. minutes to charge up his battery. <laughs> then he won't get a new one. I'm like, you know, they make batteries that you can, you know, chargers that you can use off your phone and all that stuff. I, I like this. And he was so focused. And then he goes to me, lefty it was, it was like, you know, getting ready to go to his race. He goes, let's go lefty. I'm tired of playing with these intermediate guys. I'm going to show him who's boss now. And he went up there. And it was so funny. So now I was sitting with Pavitas and he goes, I love watching Greg Degani drive. 
it, it reminds me of 2002 all over again. He drives like it's 2002 and all he does is burner air. I was like, burner air? He's like, yeah, nurse high everywhere. Yeah, Never he jumps it like that. It's so funny. And the way like he drives, he always like, he sets up his car and then he just goes full power. Like he, the way he drives, it's so fun to drive because he drives like the cars are from 2002. You know, yeah, he does. He has that's exactly old, what he drives like. Tool, like even Joseph has similar driving style to Greg. But he's sort of more advanced because he's been racing for longer. But yeah, Greg has that sort of 2002 driving style where he sets up his car and then he goes and he jumps nose high and it's so funny. But you know what? It's funny because Jimmy Babcock was like giving people hints how to draw, how to beat him during the hill race. Like, look at yeah. Greg, just driving smooth out there, not making any mistakes. That's how you win races. And then like Drew Mashogan is like Greg's buddy. He's like super fast, hot raw guy. Super fast. He's just like, overtake Greg. I'm like, this kid, this kid shouldn't even be. He's super fast. He shouldn't be running intermediate. But he blew out so bad. And then yeah. Greg just, just kept it on all four and won. Like, he didn't do anything special. He didn't make any mistakes. His car was good. He came in. And then he, you know, then after that, he, he planned his interview. You know, it's like, what should I say? Should I say? Because this is the last interview of the week. So he made it good <laughs> and he and it pissed people off but you know what in greg's defense he always said everybody always counted him out even when he won the first ever world first became the first ever american well first american world champion people yeah. criticized him and say he was lucky but maybe 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 a little bit but he still was the first i want people to understand he got a lot of hate because he got a lot of hate about running intermediate and what he says and all that stuff and that's fine you know what? Yeah. All these guys who are pissed off that Greg Degani beat him in intermediate, don't be. You all probably race way more than he does. You should be. You should be pissed off because he probably races a lot more than you. Yeah. Right. And pr I've, and you I probably don't, I don't practice. Think, I don't. Sorry. Think he has ever practiced in the last. Sorry, like, five yeah. years. I messed that up. I said those guys on an intermediate out there at the track racing most weekends and practicing and all that stuff. Greg has raced the most this year that I've ever seen a race in one year and he's done dnc pmb uh, rcgp and now silver state so he's done four races that's it he doesn't go practice no. he might have went to well you know what actually th thanks to the fact that he went to rcgp he got probably double the track time he has got <laughs> in all the races in the last two years <laughs> probably but he got he's getting a lot of hate on facebook he don't care he loves it he's like I'm, i still won yeah. I actually have his but I mean, trophy. I gotta be honest, like Greg, like watching Greg drive and watching his interviews are one of the only things like keeping me so excited to RC because like it's just amazing. Like I he know. doesn't give a shit, but he still loves RC. He loves driving, he loves going to his races. And like he he like he takes tire choice and setup and all that seriously, but otherwise it's all fun for him. Oh you got got right his uh, TQ trophy. Wow. Did he sign it? Oh, he did. Nice. I wanted to get one for the patrons, but I had nobody to ship it out. Um, he won. That's it. He beat those guys. A lot of people were crying. They're crying all yeah. weekend because he's just in the race period. Yeah. So is cheeky, uh, is cheeky racing anymore? No, he didn't make it to this race. Uh yeah, because I loved like you remember at PMB, yes. Degani and Cheeky, like we were pitting it with Michael. Like, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. 
Also, shout out to Andrew Bo Bo Bochamp. He came second. And Maddox Stritz, his Stritz, his people earn uh, are in charge of, his him and his dad earn or are in charge of Channel Islands. They've done a great job. He's doing good. He's getting fast, quick. So <clears throat> a couple of more shout outs that I wanted to shout out to. The Australians came. I got to meet all of those guys. Not too much Caleb Noble because he's just like pitting somewhere else. But like it was Jaden. He's from Jaden Jameson. He's from um, New Zealand. And then it was like Jackson Beal and his dad and then Ben Sterling and another gentleman from Australia. They're all pitting with the techno guys. So I got to talk to them. I think Jackson Beal won e-internet intermediate e-buggy i want to say yes he did um great result for the australians man i have to give the australians some props it always seems like they can produce some good racers i mean the dexters came out to rcgp did fucking great you know yeah kyle mcbride comes internationally does great they got alex bernard zach coming up like i can't wait to see him go internationally I don't know too much about Ben Sterling. I know he's not on their level, those guys, but he's made a name for himself in America. Um, Jaden Jamison from New Zealand was actually in the B-Man for pro, uh, I want to say pro buggy. So he's not that, you yeah. know, that's pretty good. Yeah, maybe see me. Let maybe me I'm a little, getting a little excited. So um, I mean, that would be pretty because, I mean, New Zealand has quite a small level. RC culture. Yeah, Very small. That'll be. No, not in the B. Could be Truggy too. It could have been because they look the same now. So, um, we'll yeah, figure it out. Maybe Truggy, but yeah, I will figure it out. But yeah, anyway, it's like, good to see. It's nice. Yeah, I'd wish like Bernardic would go to events too, like because he's, he was supposed to. Well, yeah, he's yeah. going to the worlds. Yeah, that's gonna be good to see. But no, Kyle. At the worlds, no Kyle at this race. Shocking. Oh, I would just yeah. let to see the Australians getting back to racing, like traveling and racing. Yeah. So, because Kyle always did Silverstone. That was his like favorite huh? race. I think he I won know, it. Dude. He finished second a few times. He's been good. No at idea. This I don't know what to say, dude. I don't know what to say. There's definitely something not right there. Probably no budget. So could be. Yeah. Uh, and then. <clears throat> Also, special shout out to the Southeast guy. So, all right, I gotta talk about these kids real fast before we go anywhere. So, Greg calls me up one day and he goes, "You know how back in the day, California used to be the place where all the fast kids were, and blah blah blah, and everybody was fast and came out of SoCal. Not anymore. It's the Midwest." And because he, he, he was like, after after DNC and RCGP is like, man, these kids are fast, and he's talking about like they like Ordones and Castings and. Those kids who are kind of, it's such a, it's like RC split up in different levels. I was thinking about it this weekend. So we have the top five who are really good. <clears throat> then you have like mm -hmm. from five to 30 and that's even split up into different tiers. That, I would say from the top five, Don, maybe give or take a few in the top five. In America anyway, sorry, not worldwide. There's a lot of competition from that level down to about 30. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's different tiers. So I think like, the Joey Bardones, the Castings, um, Jermaine Robinson, Cade Burnett's, uh, these type of kids, and David Olson's, these type yeah. of kids are... Yeah, they haven't made their big main or big show right, yet, but right. they have the speed to make it. They're getting there. They're like yeah. C main, knocking on B mains, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a progress, and yeah. it's looking very healthy. That's all I have to say. 
and uh, these these is this is midwest south southeast and a lot of socal and all that stuff but the young guys coming up right now they're hungry and it's true. we're going to be entertained for a long time if lots of good racing if they stay in rc yeah so kudos to those guys um and like greg said he finally beat these kids you know <laughs> i finally beat these kids like uh yeah. it's good to see david olsen i think won e truggy i was super impressed with him you know what i mean i was impressed with him at rcgp he's a kid i've kind of known for a long long as well a long as well and it, look like i'm just telling you man like techno grooms them well man they got these young kids they're doing well yeah it's good to see good to see good to see yeah techno has been like one of the biggest brands growing up kids like Associated has a lot of kids coming up, but that's mostly on the 10 scale side. They don't really have that eight scale sort of kids coming up. TLR and Techno are doing the most in like uh, bringing up new young talent and HB. in America. HB too, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it to HB too. But mo like TLR, like, you know, Taylor Sontag, uh, what is his name? Charlie Concenteras in, in DNC. Oh, Frankie uh, Contreras, yeah. Oh, Frankie, not a good yeah, DN, so. not a good silver state for him. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, these young drivers, like even Fuller's, came out from uh, TLR. Mm -hmm. Like that's what's coming out of TLR, and obviously, like Techno, like, even Jones came out of TLR. Like Techno has like Wiggins and and Vendelen and uh, Bourdon, all these sort of new age young drivers. TLR was sort of that before. And still is to some extent, but yeah, Techno and TLR, my books are the number one sort of bringing up new talent, and yeah, HP is good too. But they, they more like Pavides and and uh, Brunson and these guys, these sort of just barely switched to HP and even Fuller. Yeah, good stuff from Techno TLR. It's good just to see young kids out there. It was Jermaine Robinson's mm -hmm. birthday. Happy belated birthday to him. This week he went sixteen. These kids getting older. So. All right, so we talked about all the positive stuff from this weekend and all that stuff. So I do have to talk about a couple of things that uh, were on people's brains, and then I'm going to geek out on fifth scale for five minutes, and then that's it. So I think the biggest thing to come out of this race this weekend was the rough driving. I don't think I've been to a race where I've yeah. heard so many people complain about rough driving. You know, people's getting mad at Jimmy, and I'll be like, Jimmy's an announcer, an RD. He can't call everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a Ronda Drake when they made her post, that's what really got traction. And there was a lot of people making posts. And even um like friends, friends that I talked to yeah, the I race saw, for years. I saw some guys saying, Oh, I am quitting RC because of yeah. taken out. That like, was Cody. He was um, he was emotional. He's all right now. He's not quitting. Yeah, but like okay. That's how the people are getting upset, man. I mean, look yeah. at Spencer Rifkin. He was upset with his takeout that happened in him, all that type of stuff. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but the thing is like uh all right. Let me finish though. Let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. So this is a positive thing. And I'll tell you why. So okay. by Sunday, all I kept hearing from everybody's mouth, we need referees for next year. We need referees for next year. Well, I wonder where the fuck they got that idea from. <laughs> yeah. So the rumor, the thing is talking to Joey and a lot of people complained. So Sunday came along and like Jimmy was on it more. Like he was calling, he was just more, you know, doing it. And I, look, I don't blame Jimmy. I don't blame that. They need to hire people to do this. The RD cannot do all of this when he can't run the race, can't organize everything, can't announce and look out for every infraction there is. There has to be two referees or one up there, rotate them. 
they make those calls, they give warnings, they decide who gets stopping goes. Start doing that at the beginning of this race to the top guys and all shit rolls downhill and everybody will fall in place. Yeah. Finally, people are saying it. See, that's this is why I love the podcast. We beat down that freaking path, took all the heat, people saying how we criticize the races and hate them and all this type of stuff and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And now we hear things about referees and all this stuff. People say, well, Joey made all this money. He can yes, of course he can. Good, good. This yeah. is how things progress. Referees are needed. Yeah, okay. You you made a quite a good twist of, of that, but yeah, actually that's true. We we've been mm -hmm. saying this for a long time. I like I've I've been I love to beat dead horses, but like <laughs> this horse is being beaten down so many times, like but yeah, and, and the next step will be that now that like uh, there will be maybe maybe next year there will be referees. Then people will complain, oh, this ref, like they will post videos of a takeout and say, oh, this ref said this was my fault and I got to stop. Well, that because and... that, but that's something, that's a process that comes later. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? But th th this, this will be a developing process. But if people want referees and if that will happen, we're moving in the right direction. And I'm yeah. really happy that people. And it was, it was, this was, now. it was so bad. The driving was so bad. Now, I can't say I outright witnessed a bunch of it when I was watching. That Joey even came on before the pro aiming a nitro buggy and said, Hey guys, you guys are the best in the business. Let's put on a show for these guys. Let's keep it as clean as possible. You know? And I'm like, okay, so now guys are paying attention. That's good. Yeah. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. Now but maybe even, other race promoters then, will like, follow suit. Yeah. But even to be honest, I gotta, I gotta say, give some sort of put some blame on the pros uh, because like, especially in America where there isn't refereeing, mm -hmm. there's a lot of really, really nasty takeouts and these pros, like, no waiting, no nothing. They just... And and a lot of it, because I know how these people drive and think, because I've spoken to them and I know sort of how at that level, people, how good people are handling their cars at that level. A lot of the takeouts are purely intentional and they know what they're doing and it well, I don't want to say in America, but because of the fact that there isn't much refereeing, there's it's no much rules. more visible. Yeah, there is no It's much more there's visible. No and there are so many of these sort of big debacles at the top level or people will just straightly take someone out. Mm -hmm. And this is a problem everywhere, obviously. And a lot of the pros, especially if you are, like Joseph has said this plenty of times, but if you're someone who's first time in the A, you're in like fourth or third and then there's some old guy like like some guy who's always been there they just they, they will just take you out and this happen this is not even like american thing it's like everywhere this happens mm -hmm. and the pros often lack respect for the guys coming up but when the pros start having when the pros lack having respect for each other and on that then the racing just becomes ugly for everyone to watch and that's something i've sort of seen in happen recent times and that's why i wish uh refereeing will be coming much more much much more a bigger thing but like yeah like in at the euros like last year or a few years ago like people would be just like making a minor thing like not even a really dirty move and stitson who is often being the the rd he he's calling it and he's calling everyone like robert Bate and i oh, remember robert yeah and i remember robert Bate arguing with mao at Austria about a 
penalty he gave to him in Philippines. So like these pros, really? like yeah, these these guys take it take it down with right. the heat. But like the RD needs to have a thick skin and and mm-hmm. put put his uh, put his hand where where the things uh, should be. So. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, it's just good to see people thinking on a different level. Then obviously people were like, oh well. Then gonna, he's gonna charge one hundred and ten dollars, and like to get the referees. I'm like, no, he makes enough money. He can he can hire three or four people. Yeah. Um. But I also it comes down to fundamentals and basics. At least in Europe, everybody has a national as uh, a federation for the individual country that answers yeah. to Afra. And this is just what we're seeing in America is just. I've said it over and over again. It's the wild west of RC, and mm-hmm. there's no rules, and there, like there's no no federation, and I think people, and I, that's, and then you have a whole group of people coming into RC in the last 10 years who haven't learned any rules. You know what I mean? Or there's, yeah. They don't even know anything about raw, anything about race etiquette or what they learn from what they learn at their clubs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's where it has to, it starts on a federational level. It starts on a regional level and then it has to come out on a, on a national level and then on an international level. And like you said, these pro guys, I look, I'm all for a little rubbing is racing. I'm not all for, I mean, you know, tempers do flare and, and takeouts happen. And Robin is racing, and that's all right, too. But mm-hmm. uh, I think they know they can get away with it, so they do. And yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's I've definitely seen a few videos from JBRL, which are just insane. So Right. And the um, Entries. Real quick, and then we're going to go on fifth scale. So here we go with the great, uh, you know, the the big success of a race. Is this race successful? Because the amount of energy is entry, so obviously their goal was to beat race time and PNB this year. There's there is definitely some beef right there. Don't let it be twisted yeah. that there is no beef right there. There's definitely beef between those two organizations. Um like yeah. the RDs actually, and like, Joey. I wish there wasn't. Because why would they be working against each other? The other one. Well, it's all about at- the most interest and in being was- uh Yeah, but I mean they're definitely trying to beat each other instead what they should be doing is like help each other because other ones west coast other ones east coast it's not like race time is going to be oh i'm going to put up a race in california no right. they aren't joey well, was sort of hinting at the idea of doing an east coast race but i no, doubt he's not doing it now. no he's not yeah, i, I talked to him about happen. it yeah so what i think is um we all know that the entry count is the big that's how these guys measure the success of the race yeah I want to measure it in a different success for this yeah. race. That's like so, having a big truck because you have a small penis. <laughs> Pretty much. So I wanted to yeah. compare these two races. Whereas PNB had more person people, I would say, than this race. This race also had more classes. I think it broke each ruggy up into sportsmen, you know, forty plus and all that stuff. But like, it wasn't that. It wasn't that big, which I think is going to happen anyway in e truck on the East Coast. Anyway, it's gonna. It's a natural development because the class is getting so big but mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day this race is also longer and it could accommodate more entries so yeah to be fair we got in this race i think the latest greg got out was one o'clock you know on i think it was saturday night yeah because i didn't mm-hmm. stay for the pro nitro pro e-buggy stuff and that was the longest day so still people and and what makes it comfortable with this race is that people can go and come like Okay, this is how I look at Silver State. It's getting better every year. It's in a location with thousands of people walking by and, and being there because there's a big bowling tournament going on and people are gambling. It's being promoted in there. 
but we need to figure out how to keep the people in there for a little bit. So people come in, it's a little dusty. The, the announcers being, you know, there's no professionalism. <clears throat> so yeah. the next evolution of this is this race is in a great location. We need to figure out how to just keep the dust on a little bit more and just get people there for some of the pro stuff and have a different announcer, announcer to dispatch. Like that's the next evolution. How do we use this race to now, instead of having RC people fill in the stands, let's have spectators fill in the stands that don't know anything yeah, about and, RC. And to be honest, like RC tracks Las Vegas, that track looked amazing. Like when you walked in there, literally go like, wow, even though you are yeah. not an RC guy, when you come to this, you're just like, no, it's not that bad. Oh, it's, it's, but I think no, they should, I mean, no, it's so like much you can do. There's so much you can do. I would have like, yeah. um, you know, I would, this is where, this is the race where you want to have your factory row and have all your pro guys dressed like yeah. make a time for the public to come down and see it. But that's going to take yeah. planning and time and, and evolution too. So hopefully in a few years we can see that and we could get them as people down there. That's, that's my only gripe with this. Yes. I'm not saying nothing about entries. It's going to be big entries. You know why it's in Vegas. It's convenient. People want to, it, people really want to come and party and then do the RC race on the side, yeah. which is what people done. And, you know, it's hard to compare to that to like White Pines, Tennessee, you yeah. know, so yeah. both races, I, what it is, the, the beef between them, I think Joe has said that this is the biggest indoor race in the world. And now Dave and those guys, no, we are, so that's the, that's the big beef right there. And in the end, the only people that lose are the participants because the more entries at these races, yeah, exactly. the worse it is. But kudos to, I, I think that personally, so I did talk to Joey. Um, I think now guys, look, I'm not taking nothing against this. I, they have to make money. I'm pretty sure this event costs a lot of money as well. Um, not saying that Dave's don't, but this is Vegas. We're talking about at a hotel. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. not cheap. So I don't know how much he makes on this, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, but I did talk to him about his race. So he says, this is the second race in the US Cup, Open Cup, I think it's called. And then he will do the Lone Star race, which is in a couple of weeks in Texas. And then he's doing um, the final race at his track. Uh, I didn't, did not get the date. So he's still doing the US Cup and somebody will get $10,000. So okay, that's good. Well, good, I guess. No marketing All right. Though. So I waited all this time. Oh no. All this time. So. I got to finish. That was a great silver state. If you're on the fence of going to this race, please go. You will enjoy it. You can, but people are taking the whole family. I'm not a big gambler. I'm not a guy that's going to sit in the, in the hotel and gamble and, and all that stuff all day. But you know, it's, it's cool to people watch. They have a bowling alley. <laughs> you go up in Berlin and all that. I wish I don't know that. I went bowling. Um, I loved it. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself and I'm, I'm looking forward to going again next year. That's my, that's my thing. But I want to race a fist scale next year. So. Oh no. The best way I can describe how I felt when I went over and saw these fifth scale cars was like a kid walking into a hobby shop for the first time ever. Or if you're an adult, a man walking into his first strip club ever. You know what I mean? So I went over there. So they held the fifth scale race and a, a good thing they did because them things were freaking loud. Actually, this would probably be a good place to have the actual race because it's like a outdoor dirt area that they made the track in and, and they pit it there. And I, now when I went over there, it felt like I was 
at an RC race, you know, with the pits and all that type of stuff. I have to say, I don't know how Matt Olson does all this shit. This guy is racing, selling, helping people, RDing, announcing, all this type of stuff with the help of a couple people. And Phil, and oh, also filming and all that stuff. Like his yeah. control of all of that. This dude is like a one man. I got to give him some props, dude. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Yeah. Dude. So it was like, I ran over there. You know, I did my walkabout. I'm geeking. They're loud. They're fucking loud. Dude. Jesus, they were loud. Yeah. You got to put earplugs on. And then like, but this is, I think that these caught people's attention more than what we was doing. One, yeah. they were loud. Yeah. They they were loud. They were outdoors. So it wasn't like, it was dusty. And they looked real. Like, yeah. and I don't know what you guys are used to in Europe. I think you have engine limits or whatever. <laughs> These things ain't slow. Like, they are not slow. These things are producing oh, like no, eight. I mean, ours aren't slow either, but it's just, they're lazy. Max. No. They look real. That's the whole point. No, they ain't that lazy. So I watched um on the last on Sunday. I watched it was like top heat that last race, and it was like Kirkman, Steve Harris, Westergaard. He won. Um, Matt was in it. The guy Danny Sullivan, who's really good. So this is like the top guys, and they have to do a mandatory pit, right? Dude, I sat there with earplugs. I didn't see. It. I stood on the railing getting roosted with dust and this is my face like i'm getting roosted with dust and i'm not like give me more yeah and that's I'm why just, you got the pink eye dude that's why i'm just like <laughs> i after that race i just was so pumped like to me when i watched that 30 minute final that was the best racing of the whole weekend they were bumping they, it looked so real i want one so bad Fifth scale is the truth, Max. Two stroke is the truth. Nitro is the glory. You know, but that's the, the truth. thing is when when people age, at some point of their lives, they sort of their eyes, their eyesight gets worse. They need a bigger card to see it. Well, Westergaard won, and he's still are. young. Yeah, but Westergaard has a kid. He has a family. Like he needs to get ready for that old lifestyle. Well, I'm old, so, and I want a fifth scale. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm, you're yeah, you're I'm trying to diss me, I mean, her. You, 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 your beard just says, yeah, I'm a guy who wants a fifth scale. So much gray. I know. And if I grow it longer, I'll fit right in. Um, yeah. <laughs> good group of people. I mean, that, and I was surprised yeah. at how many were there. It was a lot. Yeah. And it just, I mean, yeah. the cars are really cool. Like, I don't, I'm just kidding around here. I don't really care, like, if, if you run fifth scale or not. It's just... Dude. Yeah, fifth scale is cool, but I don't I don't see it. Like that's not my interest. Like I You see should it. race remember the guy that wants you to come and race for him? You should do it. Yeah. You should do it. You should do it. Yeah. So also, this, in my opinion, is one of the things we should use to promote RC. They look real. They're fucking loud. You know, people obviously yeah. we're not gonna try they and encourage people to get them because yeah, they're expensive. They yeah, they cost but I think a great they were supposed to do like an exhibition in the parking lot but that never happened I th thought that would have been great you know what I mean because they're just so big and, and I just saw like the even the RC guys were coming over and watching it and like I was watching a bit of our Brandon Rose's dad and he was like wow them things move like you know it's got a Texas, Texas accent he's like, wow man them things move and I was like yeah they're pretty, like everybody was just shocked yeah. And then like the battle between like Vestergaard, Kirkman, and I go, just good, just good. So Lefty is in the in one's fifth scale. 
Yeah, all about fifth scale life now. It's the truth. Okay, can we now stop talking about fifth scale? Dude, I, I, I can't. The, honestly, the best way I can sum it up, I felt like a kid that walked into a hobby shop for the first time looking at that stuff. That's it. Yeah. You can't beat that feeling. That's what keeps my passion alive for RC. Seriously. I had a blast. Everybody should go to Silver State, in my opinion. Let's go. Yeah. I'm that, not even that, a that Vegas guy. Yeah. Huh? That I can agree with. Go to Silver State, but don't, don't fucking run Fifth Scale. Come on. Fifth Scale is the truth. And E Truggy is growing. Uh, good time. I had a, I had a blast. Um, e Truggy is everybody. the scale of uh, age scale. Ah, it's faster than anything out there, buddy. It is, but it's in, <laughs> you. You and your hate. Gross. Go race that fifth scale before that dude. Um, I had a blast. Congratulations to Ryan Mayfield on becoming Nitro Buggy Champion. Congratulations to Tebow on his, his Troggy Championship and to Ryan Lutz on his E-Buggy Championship. And everybody that raced and came out and braved the conditions. I hope everybody gets better. I really had a fun time meeting you guys. I, yeah, Italy for me next, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited. I had fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun at DNC. I had a lot of fun at RCGP, but I had a lot of fun at this. I did. Yeah. You know, the ability to wake up in the morning, go downstairs, get a Starbucks, like, and a then Starbucks? walk to the track, you know, coffee, and then walk to the track and be like, you're not even late. Like, you know what I mean? You showed up like four hours later than you normally would at a race and you're not even late. Love it. Yeah. The only thing I would change is the pits. Like, I just don't, you know, I like the pits back with tents. So, is Joseph it, is it should actually go to hot it. out? Is it hot? It was out warm there? outside. It, well, it was, dude, it was like, I saw dust storms and storm. Got to see one of them, even though I've been in one before in Abu Dhabi. Dude, it was so dusty. It was sand, like, at one point, it was a big sandstorm. You couldn't, it was hazy. You couldn't even see. Yeah. So I wouldn't have pitted. I would have pitted. It was so windy, so much wind r ripping through there. Yeah, and it was AC inside, by the way. So yeah, so yeah. So it's all nice inside, bathrooms. You should. All they, nice. they should have like walls to keep the dust out a bit. I think, like some sort of wall system, but that would be expensive yeah, and hard expensive. to keep up. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I've been to worse. Yeah, been to worse. All right, Max. Um, I think that's it for our notes. Anything you want to add before we go on? We leave for the day. We we went an hour um, over schedule. Yeah, we did. But I mean, we had some good talks. Um, only thing I'd add is please join the Discord. If you have a, a fifth scale, post a picture of it and tag me so I can I can ban you from the Discord. <laughs> I won't. But yeah, post tag JQ and tell him. Yeah, I want to see JQ versus Westergaard, fifth scale. And I want to race. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that could be good. But yeah, join the Discord, post a picture of your fifth scale, and tag Joseph and me in it. So, And me, because I'm going to geek out on it. Oh, yeah, tag Keenan too, because he's, he's going to love it. Oh, also, what KV motor should I run in my Techno MT410? and ESC system should I run and batteries yeah. let me know because I'm going to be building that I'm actually going to build in my Ako here soon too believe it or not one day mm -hmm. 
Maybe you'll have it. Maybe you'll have it uh, ready when we're coming out with the new model next year. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, Max, I think that's it. Uh, congratulations to everybody. Congratulations to Dart. Um, next big race is Euro e buggy race for us. I think we're going to yeah. look at that. Yeah. Um, next week we'll be back to like I think we're going to do our if there's a race this weekend we'll do Monday news and then friday yeah. podcast maybe not we'll see how things go but this is just our catch-up i needed a day off to just catch myself which i took and i still need some time off so max thank you for your time enjoy the rest of your month off then you get back to work i hope you hit the track here soon and um i'll see you next week good buddy yeah me too man yeah keep and our you know fun. what yeah, keep RC fun. RC's for everybody. Shout out to all the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. Uh, greatly appreciate it support for all the support. Keep sharing, keep liking, leaving reviews. I really want, I really hope you guys can share our YouTube stuff. I really want to grow that. I know we got to put some work into our YouTube stuff as well. Like our, oh, I have a video coming out of the, I forgot to even talk about this. But real quick, I did talk to the guy with the magnetic brakes. He was there. Yeah. I got a video with him. Um, I got a, he then let Wally drive it. And then I talked to Wally after he drove it and he says he loves them. They're great. Like, I know you guys are against innovation, but this is pretty cool. And if it works, it's even better. What? So, Me against innovation? Yeah. Well, like I was telling Greg about it and everyone was like, why we have this, it's worked all these years. Oh, yeah. Okay. But this, okay. you know how that goes. So uh, I did do an interview with him. I'm going to edit that video and probably get it up this week as well i think these might work max i think they might work that could be cool it will be cool yeah uh so shout out to the nnrc squad hit that like button that sub button on youtube and keep sharing our stuff shout out to all the patrons of the podcast we can't do without you guys greatly appreciate your support we're gonna probably do something with you guys next week or later on this week while i'm building my car uh, if you wish to be a patron you can the link is in the written description of this podcast thank you for all the support Thank you to all the awesome sponsors and companies that support the NNRC. They are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Mayako, Techno RC, Logs Racing Tires, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papo Release Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, JTP RC, and uh, the DR Race Shop. Showing those guys some love shows us some love. Max, that's it. We talk for two hours. We're out. I'll see you later, dude. You Short outro. Nitro is the glory. E-buggy pays the bills. And fifth scale is the truth. Oh, E-truggy no. for the win. I got him. Short intro.